Welcome to Hope Assembly of God Online. We believe no matter the journey, there is always hope. This is a recording of our live Sunday sermon, unedited, uncut, real. Well, good morning, everyone. We're glad to be with you today. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We have some special guests with us today. Our first special guest is uh, my daughter, Lindsay. Most of you know her. Some of you might not. She's a teacher in Virginia, fourth grade uh, teacher. Um, so she's going to help uh, today. A little bit later, we have a special announcement that Melissa Barber is going to give. So we're we're glad to be with you. Well, I was reading something yesterday. I, I use Twitter uh, mostly for following uh, spiritual leaders and things that I like to that I like to hear from it is um, a great resource because you're you're tapping into the minds of all of these great thinkers one of them yesterday on their on their uh, post said this Americans tend to think of spirituality as something we do by ourselves and we'll even say like you know Jesus and me but for Christians the spiritual life is something we do with others. Only together do we form the body of Christ. You know, that's what we're doing today. Uh, we're not together by location, but we're together in heart and in spirit because of what Jesus has done in our lives. And we each recognize the importance of being together. Whether we're uh, physically together in the building or we're uh, spiritually together, although separated physically, in our homes, uh, we are in this together. And you know what's happening? We're growing together. It's been a crazy time. We all know that. We've said it a thousand times and all of these different phrases we would never want to use again. But one of the things that, that's going to happen in the years to come is we're going to have a common story of what we all went through in 2020 and now into 2021 and how God helped us through it helped us through it as a church, and helped us through it as individuals. It's something that we'll, we'll talk about. We'll be able to share testimonies about it. We'll tell our children about, our grandchildren about, for many years to come, because God is faithful through whatever season we're facing. As you know, we've been studying the 10 um, promises, and we're on promise number three, and Lindsay's going to share that with us at this time. Good morning, everyone. It's so good to be with you this morning. I'm going to read from 2 Corinthians 9, 8. God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. Why don't you share it with us one more time? Sorry. Uh, that's okay. God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things, at all times, you may abound in every good work. And again, that's 2 Corinthians 9.8. Excellent. What a great scripture that is. I'm going to uh, be sharing this a little bit later, and I'm actually going to use the New Living Translation uh, to give some context to it and some passages around it. I remember, you know, growing up in church, we had Sunday evening service, and I remember ushering on the Sunday evening service for the first time I was just probably a younger teenager at the time, and uh, the pastor called on me to pray, and I almost had a heart attack. Uh, I was going to surprise Lindsay by having her pray, 
uh, but she's also cooking lunch today, so I'm not going to do that. But let's pray together. Our Heavenly Father, as we gather together, again, Lord, we gather in your name. You're the unifier uh, here. You are who brings us all together. And we just want to honor you today. We want to lift up your name uh, in every way possible throughout each part of our service today that you would be exalted, uh, that you would receive the proper praise for what you deserve, for all that you have done in our lives, what you're doing now that we might not even see yet, and what you're going to do by faith in the future. We just stop everything else and we say, Lord, we love you today. Thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, Linz. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. We um, appreciate your faithfulness in giving throughout this whole pandemic, whether we were meeting online or whether we were together in the church building. I was talking to Melissa uh, this morning. It was funny. When it first happened in March, I was thinking two weeks. Uh, how wrong How wrong I was. Uh, we don't even know what's going on. But I know things are going to get better. Uh, because God brings good out of every situation. But you've been so faithful in your giving to the work of the Lord. We have not just maintained, but we've been able to move forward, to move forward in updating the, the basement area and adding ministries and online ministries that are reaching more people than we've reached in the past, uh, that we're ministering to, to more people now than ever. That only happens through the faithfulness of of God's people. We do the natural and God takes care of the supernatural. So thank you for that. Uh, there are many ways to give. If you have questions on how you can give to the ministry here, just email us at godgivesyouhope at gmail.com. If you have any questions at all, we're actually going to be giving out the giving statements in the next week or so by the end of the month. When you get yours, be sure to look it over. If there's any questions that you have, contact us at the church. We want to make sure that that is right for you. So any questions about anything, godgivesyouhope at gmail.com. Thank you for your faithful, faithful giving. I want to share a couple of announcements uh, with you at this time that, Lord willing, we're going to open the building next week. Uh, that's, that's what we're shooting for. Uh, things still aren't ideal, but we're, we're looking for that date, going to be socially distanced, masks. We're going to have three different venues open, the sanctuary, the cafe with, with very limited seating, and also the social hall. The social hall works well. We've just purchased a new 70-inch screen with a commercial rolling uh, rack type of a thing. So that's even going to enhance the experience in the social hall. The benefit of the social hall is we can fit a, a lot of people and really social social distance there. The other benefit that when I peek my head up there is that you can drink coffee uh, there, which I know is uh, very appealing to some, some of you. Um, I take my coffee, just saying, just saying, I see all these Wawa cups laying around, but none in my office. No, I'm just kidding. I won't tell you how I take it because I don't want you to get it for me. I'm teasing. But Lord willing, next week. And so let's just move forward with that. If that changes, then we'll make contact and let you know. That's at 10.40 a.m. 10.40 a.m. We're not starting Sunday school till February. Again, playing that by ear to see how, 
how things go by by then. But next Sunday morning, 10.40 a.m., no Sunday school, just that main service, condensed service. We're going to, uh, for those worship leaders that are listening, we're going to hold off on the worship part of it, probably show a video or something like that until we can make sure this is the direction we're going to stay in. January 31st uh, is our BGMC celebration. God did miracles over 2020, and Stella's going to share some of that with us that that week on the 31st. As I mentioned, February 7th, we'll start adult Sunday school. Wednesdays are going to remain online for now. We're limiting all of our extra activities. Uh, we talk about, uh, I miss the people of church for sure. I miss all of you. I enjoy the uh, connection and the interaction that we have with each other. I miss all the activities. I miss uh, all that our church is. Um, but for now, we have to be smart. Again, we're not trying to make a point. We're trying to make a difference. And we want people to feel comfortable at church and not just the Christians being comfortable, but visitors being comfortable and uh, uh, being assured that they're safe and uh, and all of that. Anyway, there's a lot that goes along with it. We appreciate your understanding and prayers. A little creativity and a little flexibility goes a long way. As I mentioned, we've completely redone the, the basement area. It looks amazing, and even better, it smells amazing. It smelled so bad with the carpet, and it was unusable, to be honest with you, with the mold and everything. That's all been removed. New floors, new painting, uh, all sorts of stuff. We're working on getting the children back down there on uh, Tuesday, uh, on Sunday, but on Tuesday night, we're having a work night at 6 p.m. Uh, some of the furniture and things need to be wiped down, need to be moved, uh, uh, furniture and things move, need to be moved back into place, uh, sweeping out the rooms and things like that. If you can come on Tuesday night, it would be a huge help. Whatever you can do, we can use. Uh, let Kelly know or let us know at godgivesyouhope at gmail.com that you'll be coming. And again, if you have any questions, uh, any supplies we might need you to bring or anything like that, uh, we're you know happy to hear from you and to respond. Six o'clock, we've had a couple work nights. We've had such good crews out that usually within an hour, maybe an hour and a half, we can get a, a huge amount of work done. Um, and uh, so that's Tuesday at 6 p.m. Let us know. Well, I'm going to invite Melissa Barber to come uh, into the into the hot seat now. And her she came up with the idea. Steve will probably try to take credit for it, but we all actually I'll try if it works. I'll try to take credit for it. But it was actually Melissa's idea, and she's going to talk about it uh, a little bit here. And we're calling it. Cards for kids. Cards for kids. So, Melissa, I'm not going to interview you. I'm just going to turn it over to you, and you can share. Let me mention, if you have any questions, guess where you can send an email. You're right. Godgivesyouhope at gmail.com. You can also put something in the messages on your Facebook, um, too, if you have any questions after Melissa shares, and we'll make sure uh, that that is answered for you. Melissa, thanks. Good morning, everyone. Um, I miss seeing you all. Um, I had spoken to Pastor this week about something that the Lord put on my heart for us to do as a church for community outreach, and that is making Valentine's cards for foster children. 
So I spoke to somebody at the Sewell office for the Department of Child Protection and Families, and they love the idea. So our goal is to provide the caseworkers at that office with 50 Valentine's Day cards for the children that they meet with um, throughout the month. So I know many of you probably already have construction paper and different kinds of kids craft supplies laying around your house. So if you wanna make a card with your own supplies, that's great. Um, if you don't have the supplies, I will be putting together some packets that will be at church next Sunday and you can pick those up. We're trying to make half of the cards boy themed, so think dinosaurs and things like that and the other half will be girl themed. So I'll mark the boxes that the packets will be in, whether it's a uh, boy or girl. So again, those will be at church next Sunday. And then the following Sunday, which is the last Sunday in January, the 31st, I'll need the cards back. So if everyone could bring their cards back that Sunday, that would be great. Um, because that early that week, I'll have to bring the cards to my contact at that office. And she'll need to put them with all of the caseworkers packets um, that they'll be picking up at the beginning of the month for all of their appointments. So I'm looking forward to us blessing some children in the community who, um, you know, many of them need a lifting of spirits and to just know that somebody out there loves them, um, I think will be great. And again, we can't, obviously they can't give us the names of the children, but you can sign your name to the card if you would like. Um, so I think that's it. I think this will be an activity that you can have fun with your family too. have your kids get in on it as well. So thank you. Can, can just one question. Can mm -hmm. they make more than one card or we, we want to just keep it? I, I think more than one card is fine. Okay. Um, so I, you know, when I asked the woman, how many cards is too many cards? She said aim for 25 to 50, but I think it's fine if they have more than one card to give a child. Right. So that's, Good question. Awesome. And again, any other questions you have, just let us know at GodGivesYouHope at gmail.com. Let's take a second to pray uh, about this uh, now. Lord, thanks uh, for loving us. And may we share your love with others. And what an opportunity this is to bless children. I pray, Lord, that you would lead us and guide us in this. And that as many as possible, that we would just be overflowing with cards that shows the overflow of God's love. May each card be blessed, and may each card touch a heart, uh, we would ask in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks so much, Melissa. Appreciate it. Appreciate you coming in. I kind of put her on the spot last night and asked her to come in. Just easier for her to share than me trying to relay um, everything. So thanks for your help with that. And any way we can help you uh, get this done, please, please let us let us know. Well, meme of the week. Love this one. That moment, you think it's Friday, but it's actually only Wednesday. How many uh, through the pandemic, if you've been quarantined or whatever else, uh, forget which day of the week it is? Yeah, that would be me. Out of our normal normal routines, uh, that's that's what happens. The moment you think it's Friday when it's really only Wednesday. Wednesday. Can't tell you how many dreams I've had where, um, where I, I, I thought 
it was church the next morning and it was only Saturday morning and not Sunday. So I was all scrambling and getting ready and it, it happens. It happens. So that's the face that I get when that does happen. Well, let's uh, look to God's word uh, together at this time. I've got uh, a, an important message today uh, about the third promise. I hope that you are following through on the 21 days of prayer and fasting uh, and Bible reading. We've encouraged people to um, read the 10 promises every day. That's great Bible reading. Read the Ten Promises. Get the Word of God into your mind, to your heart, that it will come out of your mouth. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. It's not too late to be involved in the 21 for 21. In fact, you can do this at any time throughout the year. We put together the packet for you just to help you in this. But I know God is doing great things. I've heard such good reports from people that are sacrificing, that are... Uh, focusing on reading God's word and and prayer, writing down prayer requests. God is answering those prayers. God is working. We have to understand that the church has never closed. The church cannot close. The church will not close. The building sometimes is closed, but the church never is. And we are growing. We're growing as a church, and we're growing individually through this time. So I hope these promises have been a blessing to you from God's Word. Well, last week, if you didn't get a chance to listen last week, please do that. Um, we talked about the condition for provision is submission, that God will supply all of our needs according to His riches and glory, but the condition of that promise is submission to His will. Now, this week, we're going to look at another passage, uh, another promise, and it's this. The purpose of his provision is his mission. The purpose of provision is his mission. Why does God provide for us? So that we can give glory to him and so that we can share with others. It's really that simple. He provides because he loves us that we can give glory to him and do good for others. Give glory to him and do good for others. Okay, so let's look at 2 Corinthians 9, 7 through 9. Again, I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. Um, you can read from whatever translation, but I like some of the wording in this. Starting at verse 7, you must each decide in your heart how much to give, and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Now listen, 50 some years in church, I've seen all sorts of offering. I've seen all sorts of different ways to do it. Some of you have as well. Uh, and sometimes it's just manipulative. And we, uh, I don't like that. Uh, here's what we do here at Hope Assembly. If you're new to the church or maybe you've been coming, you see this. We present the need and people give. That's it. And every need has always been met. Uh, we don't twist arms. We don't give prizes for adults to do the will of God. We don't do plaques with people's names on it because they gave a certain amount. We present the need 
and people respond. And you know what? God has worked through that miraculously. I could spend the rest of the day telling you how he does it. God loves a cheerful giver. You know what else I love? You're going to see it on the 31st when you see the amount that was given to BGMC. You know what will happen? Spontaneous praise and clapping our hands at what God has done. That's a cheerful giver. And God will generously provide all you need. You see that? Cheerful giver, God will generously provide all that you need. Verse 8, then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. As the scripture says, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. Wow. Sometimes the biggest obstacle to giving is worry. What if I don't have enough money to pay my bills? What if I don't have enough money for retirement? What if some emergency comes up? What if I lose my job? These verses reassure us and, and the Corinthians that God will meet all of our needs. Now, we as uh, believers should live wisely. God gives us principles. We should save more than we spend. We should have uh, uh, plans and, and the process for retirement and all of these things. But when things happen, we can be assured that God will meet all of our needs. God is almighty. He owns everything. He owns all of the world. Sometimes we think that you know God's provision is a pie, and when that pie is gone, then that's all that's left. So if God gives to one person, he can't give to another. No, he just makes another pie. That's what God does. His supply is unlimited according to his glorious riches when we're obedient to him. So what I want to show you in this passage here today, give cheerfully. God will provide all you need. He'll provide everything you need, plenty left over to share with others. So let's break this down uh, this morning. Number one is he will lead you to the need. He will lead you to the need. The next part that I'm going to teach you this morning is hugely important. It will bring balance, peace, and guilt-free living. Balance, peace, and guilt-free living as it relates to finances. Okay, We have concerns about our own finances during this time, and some of you in particularly have uh, you know, faced very difficult times through all of this. This teaching will help you through all of this. Uh, so first of all is God. The tithe comes first. The first of everything is always God's. The first fruits, the first of our income, the first of everything. And we looked in, even in Joshua when they uh, defeated Jericho, they were told not to take anything for themselves because the first is always God's. And then when they won another victory, then that was all theirs. So tithing comes first, okay? Second is your immediate family. Make sure the needs of your immediate family are met. Your wife, your children. Now watch this. And your elderly parents in need. Children are to be able to help their parents if their parents find themselves in need. That's how God has established it. Husbands, make sure your wife has everything that she needs. You can't, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm short on time, so I'm blunt when I'm short on time. 
Well, that's not completely true. I'm, I'm pretty blunt even when I'm not short on time. But husbands, you can't drive a $50,000 truck. And if your wife needs clothes for work or a new dress to go out or whatever, and you say, we don't have the money for it, you, you can't do that. Make sure the, meet, the needs of your wife are met first. Make sure the needs of your own children are met first. That they have all that they need uh, to be successful in life. Again, we're not turning them into materialistic monsters, but we want to make sure that they have what they need. Your immediate family is first, and then elderly parents that are in need. This, the next group, so God first. The tithe is just God's. That's just God's. Then we meet the needs of our immediate family. Then we meet the needs of our extended family. Okay? Now watch this. 1 Timothy 5, 8 says, If anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for his immediate family, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Worse than an unbeliever. Now let me tell you how this kind of works. Immediate family, then extended family. Listen, we all have extended family that, again, sorry, have made horrendous decisions and have found themselves in difficult situations. Your first responsibility is to God and your immediate family. If you are able to help, if there's a legitimate need, then you operate in that realm. But look how clearly in the New Testament, if anyone does not provide for his relatives, especially his immediate family, wife, children, parents, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. That's strong words. See the balance here? See what we're doing with guilt? See what we're doing with peace? Then others in legitimate need within the household of God. Others with legitimate need within the household of God. Galatians 6.2, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Then Galatians 6.5 says, for each one should carry his own load. Wait a second, uh, that seems to contradict itself. We should carry each other's burdens, and then in verse 5 it says, we should carry our own burdens. How does that work? I'm, going to, I'm glad you asked, because <laughs> I'm going to explain it to you. One is a backpack and one is a boulder. Everyone is responsible to carry their own backpack, our own responsibilities. Take care of your own family. Take care of your own children. Take care of your own parents. Take care of your own responsibilities. Get up, uh, work, so on and so forth. Again, I'm not talking about people that have lost their jobs or can't work. I'm talking about those that won't work. Fulfill your responsibilities. That's your backpack, not mine. I have my own backpack of responsibilities. But we carry one another's burdens when it's not a backpack but a boulder. And if you can picture a boulder coming down the hill and wrecking someone's house, that's when we rally the troops. That's when we get together as the family of God and we help one another because it's something beyond the normal course and scope of life. Okay? So... Watch, let me repeat this. You don't have to feel guilty if you're fulfilling your responsibilities. God first, immediate family next, extended family from there. Other people carry their own backpack. Sometimes we help over and above because a boulder has come through someone's house. You see how that works? I never feel guilty about giving. 
I don't know that we get them anymore, but we used to get phone calls, you know, would you support this and would you support that? I easily say no. And you know why? Because I don't feel guilty about anything. I feel that in our lives, and my wife is included in all of our financial decisions, we work together in this, we give. We give over and above. We give we tithe first, we give to mission second. This is Mission Sunday, by the way. Don't forget to give to missions, but your tithe is first, then offering. We meet the needs of our immediate family. We help those in church. We, you know, we do, so I, I don't feel guilty about not giving to this organization or that organization or some other organization because I know that I'm doing what God has called me to do. All right, so... Let me keep going in this. Anyone who receives instruction in the word, this is in Galatians, same context about carrying each other's burdens. Anyone who receives instruction in the word must share all good things with his instructor. The very next verse, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. In another passage, it says, if you reap spare, if you sow sparingly, you will reap sparingly. If you sow generously, you will reap generously. But this passage here is talking about taking care of your pastor, sharing all good things. And I'm, I'm coming from a place not of need, but a place of thanksgiving. Thank you to Hope Assembly for meeting the needs of your pastor and his family so willingly and so faithfully. God blesses and has blessed our church because of that because you have kept things in proper order and in proper perspective. Our blessings as a church are because of that. Because of that. So thank you for that. Therefore, as we have opportunity, still in Galatians, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. Do you see that? Now watch. Let me review. Now, my next points are shorter. So some of you are saying, oh no, he's only on point one, and I know he has three points. The next ones are shorter, I promise. But watch, God first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. That's tithe. That's 10% to the, to the house of the Lord. Then immediate family, wife, children, elderly parents, extended family. Then those with a legitimate need within the household of God. Again, not backpack needs, bolder needs. Okay? Bolder needs, that's legitimate. Then the poor, and then the less fortunate outside of the church. And that needs to be done. There needs to be a balance in all of these areas. And then God will provide, because watch what he says. They share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. Following these steps will bring balance. You're not going to have to worry, what am I supposed to do here and, and feel guilty, all oh, this person and that need and this ministry and all of this stuff. You don't have to feel guilty because you're living according to the proper balance, the proper process that God wants you to live by. It eliminates guilt and it gives you peace. Even in lean times, you can fall on the promises of God that God will meet my needs generously over and above because you're doing what God wants you to do. The condition of provision is submission, and then his provision is for his mission to accomplish his purpose and his needs. Last one on point one, and then I'm going to move to point two. Watch. 
you will go through different seasons in life. Some of you are young and just starting out. You're not making much money. Begin to establish these patterns now.